This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, lovely. I'm Maria. My name is Rory, and we are the hosts of the IELTS Speaking for Success podcast, the podcast that aims to help you improve your speaking skills as well as your listening skills along the way. We've started this podcast to give you fabulous grammar, joy, and gorgeous vocabulary for your high IELTS school. Bad night school. This episode is special. Rory, why is it special? Oh, are we talking about something or someone special, depending on how you see it? Yes, we're going to be discussing something that everyone is talking about. Everybody is like, oh, how to use it and what's this and what's that is what chat GPT chat. <laughs> what is it, Rory? It's a chat GPT. Yes. So in this episode, we're going to give you some ideas of how to use chat GPT for your IELTS preparation. We're going to focus on speaking. All right. So we're going to first talk about how to use ChatGPT as a speaking partner, how to get it to give you the answers you want, because sometimes it's just difficult, and how to use ChatGPT to improve your vocabulary and what prompts to give it. To make your life super easy, dear listener, we've created a list of different prompts so you can use in your ChatGPT. The link is in the description. Go there and you can just copy the prompts, paste it in the chat GPT and Bob's your uncle, you have the useful answers. Okay, so all the prompts, all these, you know, questions that you can write inside uh, chat GPT are all there. The link is in the description. How can we use chat GPT as a speaking partner? We have our Telegram channel where you can find a speaking partner. But if you don't want a real person as a partner, you can use ChatGPT. How? The problem is that ChatGPT doesn't have a personality. So the first thing that you should do, you should give this personality to this artificial intelligence. Okay? How do we do this? You can copy-paste our prompt. So copy-paste our profile. The link is in the description. So here we are just uh, copy-pasting the personality, the description, into the chat. Pretend to be a 30-year-old man called Emre. Always stay in character. So we ask ChatGPT to be this person and we give the details. Rory, could you just give us uh, the key information about our character? Sure thing. Uh, Emre is, well, it describes his personality. He's passionate and ambitious. And it also tells us about his likes. He's a big fan of cooking. So much so that he, well, he used to work with his parents in their restaurant. And now he's moved out. And he's forging ahead with his own restaurant. So he's super keen on cooking. He's 28 and he's from Turkey, which is also important because, well, again, you're national background will inform your choices about what you talk about. Yeah, and the chat uh, says, uh, what does he say? He says, hello, my name is Emre Yilmaz. It's nice to meet you. How are you doing today? 
and we just type in the response. I'm a bit under the weather. What do you enjoy doing on the weekend? And you see ChatGPT answers uh, in a kind of a natural way. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. When I'm not working at the restaurant, I love spending time with my family, exploring new neighborhoods, and of course cooking. Um, on the weekends, I like to experiment with new recipes and techniques in my own kitchen. I also enjoy playing traditional Turkish music on my saz and attending live music events. What about you? What do you like to do on the weekends? You see, dear listener, what do we like uh, doing on the weekends? And um, we go like, I love playing squash, drinking whiskey. Roy, what else do we like doing? I don't like drinking whiskey. I like drinking bourbon at the weekend. God. Roy, you're from Scotland, so whiskey, drinking whiskey and... And listening to IELTS Speaking for Success podcasts. Have you heard of them? Dear listener, here you can ask any questions, right? Anything. Oh. Oh, oh, yes, he's amazing. He's heard about us. Yes, I have heard of IELTS Speaking for Success podcast. They're quite popular, especially among those who are preparing for the IELTS exam. It's great to hear that you enjoy playing squash and drinking whiskey. Those are both enjoyable activities. <laughs> have you been playing squash for long? And do you have a favorite type of whiskey? Let's answer, right, okay. So, um... Let's make a mistake. I played squash for two years and it's fun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So we got a reply from him and he says, That's great. Squash can be a really fun and challenging sport. I admire people who stay active and pursue their interests, whether it's through sports or other hobbies. Speaking of hobbies, have you ever tried cooking before? As a chef, I'm always curious to know if people enjoy experimenting with new ingredients and recipes in their own kitchens. Do we experiment? I just started cooking recently, so I have no idea. Oh, yes. I cook eggs in a freaking microwave. Can you imagine? I would like to point out that I haven't actually cooked my eggs in the microwave ever since people made fun of me for that, so... Oh, wow. Thank you, people. Thank you, everybody who made comments and who wrote to Rory, like, stop doing... Thank you, everybody who bullied me on the internet. Okay, let's ask a Turkish chef. Do you think it's a good idea to cook eggs in a microwave? Great, so now we're going to get the AI to bully me, too. Thanks, I feel super happy. If you don't know what we're talking about, we discussed this uh, fast food or food episode and Rory told us that he cooks eggs in a microwave. I know, I know, I know, it's horrible. So, and we started discussing <laughs> these things and people started writing to Rory like, Rory, come on, man, you don't do this thing. You cook eggs in a freaking frying pan. And Rory replied telling everybody to get a grip and work on their own things and stop bothering him. Rory, could you read out the answer? Emery oh, says, really yeah, long. Rory's way of cooking is awesome. No, he doesn't say that. Well, while it's certainly possible to cook eggs in a microwave, it's not the ideal method of cooking them. Microwaving eggs can sometimes cause them to explode or become rubbery in texture. Plus, <laughs> when it comes to cooking eggs, there are so many delicious ways to prepare them, from scrambled to fried to poached and beyond. If you're interested in improving your cooking skills, I'd be happy to share some tips and techniques with you. Cooking can be a really fun and rewarding activity. And it's always great to experiment with new flavors and ingredients. Have you tried making any Turkish dishes before? Wow. Even the AI thinks that I am insane. 
Can we make any Turkish dishes with whiskey? This is, of course, a not very authentic conversation because I do not drink whiskey. I drink bourbon, like a normal human being. While Turkish cuisine doesn't typically include whiskey as an ingredient in its traditional recipes, it's always fun to experiment with new flavors and try new things in the kitchen. You could try incorporating whiskey into a marinade or sauce for grilled meals, or even use it to deglaze. Or even use it to deglaze a pan when making a savory sauce. One popular Turkish dish that features a delicious sauce is Iskender kebab, which typically includes a tomato-based sauce with a touch of spicy pepper and tangy yogurt. While whiskey might not be a traditional ingredient in Iskender kebab, you can certainly try experimenting with different flavors and ingredients to create a unique variation of the dish. It would be very unique if it had whiskey in it, trust me. If you are from Turkey, could you please in the comments let us know would you ever put any whiskey in any Turkish dish? If you are from Turkey, please accept our apologies for violating your cultural norms. It really wasn't our intention, but we're going with it now, so... So you see the idea, yeah? So we give the chat a personality and then we just chit-chat about anything in the world. Let's ask him about his family. Tell me about your family. And he told us about his family. I come from a large and loving family in Istanbul. I'm the oldest of five siblings and I'm very close with all of them. My parents and grandparents also play a big role in my life. They instilled in me a love of Turkish culture and cuisine from a young age. And I'm grateful for all the wonderful memories we shared over the years. My mother is an excellent cook and has always been a source of inspiration for me. She taught me so much about the art of cooking, from the importance of using fresh ingredients to the value of patience and attention to detail. I'm also very close to my father, who is a retired carpenter and enjoys spending his free time playing backgammon and drinking tea. Overall, my family is a huge part of my life and I'm grateful for all the support and love they've given me over the years. Oh, it's nice. Now, because we wrote some answers, to the chat GPT, we can ask the chat to correct our language. And the prompt could be, can you please go over my messages in the chat and correct my grammar? Maria made some mistakes. I, of course, would never make a mistake. So you should be very specific with your prompt. Again, all the prompts we are using, they are in our list and the link is in the description. Okay? Emery says that he has some suggestions for us. Sure, I'd be happy to help. Here are some corrections to your messages. Number one, I'm a bit under the weather. What do you enjoy doing at the weekend? Could be, I'm feeling a bit under the weather. What do you enjoy doing on the weekends? Is it okay though? Like, is it a mistake? Like, I'm a bit under the weather or I'm feeling a bit under the weather? Mistake or, or just improvement? I suppose under the weather is just an, um, it's not an accurate description of what you are. It's more a description of your feeling. So he's making it more exact. What do you enjoy doing on the weekends is probably a reflection of the fact that ChatGPT has an American origin because Americans say on the weekend, or as we say in Britain, at the weekends. Wow. Both are correct, though. ChatGPT is American. Nobody's perfect. Number two. Oh, yes. I cook eggs in a freaking microwave. Can you imagine? Do you think it's a good idea to cook eggs in the microwave? Could be. Yes, I cook eggs in the microwave. Can you imagine? Do you think it's a good idea? Number three. Can I make any Turkish dishes with whiskey? Could be. Can I use whiskey to make any Turkish dishes? So, it's not a mistake, but it's a... So which one would be more natural? I guess it doesn't really matter, because I'm trying to think if anything changes. I would have said the original is more complex, because it's got the word, the preposition with in it. But perhaps the complexity is the problem, and he's simplifying it to make it clearer. Number four. I played squash for two years, and it's fun. Could be. I played squash for two years and it was fun, is the alternative answer. 
So, dear listener, you see, the chat improves your language, uh, makes it a little bit more natural, but sometimes, you know, there are certain things like at the weekend is corrected, all the weekends, both options are possible, right? And can I make any Turkish dishes with whiskey? Can I use whiskey to make any Turkish dishes? Both options are also correct. You see, so you should be careful with that. Another thing to point out from before is you talked about playing squash and you're still playing squash now. However, ChatGPT talked about it like it was in the past. I played squash for two years and it was fun. But it really should be, I've been playing squash for two years and it is fun. Yeah. Yeah, let's go back to the question because the question was in the present perfect continuous. So... Have you been playing squash for a long time? Like I started in the past, I still play and in the future I will be playing, right? And the chat gave us everything in the past. So, but the correct way is I've been playing squash for two years, right? So you can also ask um, the chat to do the following thing. Can you please go over my messages in this chat and point out sentences where I could have used phrasal verbs? So we ask the chat to give us examples where I can use phrasal verbs, but I didn't use phrasal verbs, right? So kind of like improve my language and use phrasal verbs using the sentences that I wrote to you. So Rory, what does the chat say? Sure. Here are some sentences where you could have used phrasal verbs. Number one, what do you enjoy doing at the weekend? Could be, what do you like to get up to on the weekends? Number two. I love playing squash, drinking whiskey, and listening to IELTS Speaking for Success podcasts. Could be. I'm into playing squash, knocking back whiskey, and turning into uh, and tuning into IELTS Speaking for Success podcast. Oh no! Come God. on, it's off the top. <laughs> no, no, knocking back whiskey, knocking back is like a warm. Wow. <laughs> I think maybe it depends on how you're saying it. If you say it in a very matter of fact way, then it's probably not going to be uh, very well received. Yeah, you see. Not not really good. Mm-mm. I don't know. I quite liked it. I thought it was funny. Number three. I'm feeling a bit under the weather. Could be. I'm feeling a bit down physically. <laughs> Maybe we're is just like okay? pushing it a little bit. Not really. I think feeling a bit down is like feeling sad. But um, mm. feeling under the weather is to do with feeling ill. So no, I don't think that that's a realistic one. However, um, it's it is good for the first one. Number four. Can you imagine? Do you think it's a good idea? Could be. <laughs> Can you wrap your head around it? Do you reckon it's a good idea? <laughs> wow, wow. So, uh, Roy, <laughs> what should we tell the students? So, as a student who is preparing for IELTS, is it okay to use the improvements, <laughs> what the chat gave to us? Or it's better not? <laughs> what? What's well, going on? I think can you wrap your head around it might be a little bit condescending. However, um, do you reckon it's a good idea? Is actually not so bad. Do you reckon? People say that. Can you wrap your head? Can you wrap your head around it, Maria? If I said that to you in real life, you would take my head off. So you see, dear listener, some sentences that the chat has corrected do not sound natural. And Rory is laughing his head off because it's just like, you don't say this, right? They might sound natural if you're a very direct person. However, um, it does come across as quite rude. We cannot rely on certain improvements that the chat makes. Be very careful. And if you use the chat to improve your English, make sure you check it up somewhere else, in a dictionary. Or, I don't know, write um, 
a question to a forum, ask your friends, ask us. But seriously, uh, do not use the chat as the only source, as like one source to kind of improve your language because there might be some mistakes yeah, and unnatural examples. The most important and effective way to improve your understanding of phrasal verbs will of course be to go to successwithiles.com forward slash podcourses. Come on, you know you want to do it and you're not surprised that I'm doing it here either because we are talking about phrasal verbs. Link is in the description. We can use uh, the chat to give us some ideas for speaking part one. So let's go with um, these questions, so speaking part one, and we ask the chat, can you answer the following IELTS speaking part one questions for me and give three or four sentences for each answer. And we give him like three questions, okay? The chat doesn't have any personality, so now the chat is MRA. Remember, we gave the chat the personality. If you don't do this, the chat will say, I am a chat, I am an artificial intelligence thing, I don't have a personality, so this thing. So to avoid this, we give the personality, this like Turkish embryo, and the chat now gives us the answers. So the first question is, do you think your home is clean? Oh, well, fun question. Who says their home's going to be filthy? Yes, I think my home is clean. I make sure to keep my home tidy by dusting, vacuuming and wiping down surfaces regularly. I think it's important to have a clean and organized living space for a comfortable and healthy living. Ooh, interesting. For a comfortable and healthy living. For a comfortable and healthy life, I think he means. Hmm, you see, so for a comfortable and healthy living. Oh yeah, oh, there are some errors, dear listener. The chat GPT thing makes some errors. So, question number two was, what kind of chores or housework do you usually do? I usually do a variety of housework, such as washing the dishes, doing laundry, cleaning the bathroom, and dusting. I believe in sharing the household chores with my family members to keep the house clean and organized. And also here, for example, if you don't know what dusting means, you can ask the chat, what uh, does dusting mean? At any point, if you're not sure about the word, just ask the chat. Rory, could you read out the answer? Dusting refers to the act of removing dust from surfaces using a cloth or duster. It's a common household chore that involves wiping down surfaces such as tables, shelves, and other furniture to remove accumulated dust and keep the house clean. And we need more examples. So give me an example using dusting in a sentence. So you should understand how to use the word in a sentence. So ask the chat to give you some example sentences, okay? Rory, could you read out the example? Here's an example sentence using dusting. I spent the morning dusting the living room and was surprised at how much dust had accumulated on the coffee table and bookshelves. And then we can ask him uh, some more technical questions about how to use dusting. Like, do I say do the dusting? Rory, what does the chat say? Yes, you can say do the dusting to refer to the activity of cleaning surfaces by removing dust with a cloth or duster. For example, I need to do the dusting today because there's a lot of dust on the furniture. So when you don't know how, how to use the word, uh, it's a good idea to just ask, give me an example with this. Third answer to the third question. The question is, who usually does the housework in your home? In my home, everyone takes part in doing the housework. My parents, siblings and I have our own share of chores to do to keep the house clean. We rotate the tasks every week so that no one gets overburdened with work. I think it's a fair system that works well for us. Okay, is it a good answer? Is everything okay? Nothing well, strange? If we talk about it in the context of even general English, even if we don't think about IELTS, like saying the topic back to the person is not very natural 
it would be like it would be better to say like uh well where i'm from or in my home everybody takes part or everybody does something or everybody does it it referring to what they've talked about previously <laughs> siblings that's very formal for talking about just people you grew up with if you don't don't know this word we can ask the chat so is the word siblings formal or informal ielts speaking is informal and you can use informal words a simple yes would have done however we instead we get the word siblings is considered a formal term to refer to brothers and sisters collectively it is the most commonly used formal term to describe siblings in a family context informally people may use terms such as brothers and sisters sibs or sibset really um but these are generally less formal than siblings and i would argue used a lot less sibset what no exactly this is very strange Robbie, do you feel this machine talking to you now you know i feel this you know technical taste like it's kind of like artificial intelligence <laughs> also we can ask him something like uh household chores uh you can ask him to give you synonyms what synonyms for household chores can i use Rory, uh, could you um, read out the answers and tell us are they good synonyms for household chores or not really? Here are some synonyms for household chores that you can use. Domestic tasks, housework, cleaning duties, home maintenance, household duties, chores around the house, cleaning and tidying, domestic responsibilities, daily routine tasks. Daily routine tasks. <laughs> domestic responsibilities. Oh, dear listeners, some of the synonyms are not really good. So, Roy, tell us which ones are not good. Well, if we talk about household chores, cleaning duties. Duty is something that, uh, you know, you talk about in a workplace. I guess if you had very strict parents, then maybe they would treat it that way. Daily routine tasks. Uh, I don't think so. Tasks as part of my daily routine includes, would be the whole phrase, but then we just asked him for a list, so I don't know if that's fair. Rory, do you think we can use the chat to give us uh, the answer to speaking part two instead of Rory's story? I took a recent IELTS speaking part two topic, okay? So we have our premium episodes and uh, where, where Rory tells his story and now we are asking the freaking chat, GPT. And remember that we gave the chat a personality. So the chat is still Emre from Turkey. So my prompt is, can you answer the following IELTS question? Your answer must last for about two minutes at a normal speaking speed. And then the question, describe a water sport you want to learn in the future. <laughs> a water sport. You should say what it is, what you need to do in this sport, why you want to learn this sport and explain whether it is difficult or easy to learn this sport. You see, so this is a typical IELTS speaking part two question. And Rory, here we have the answer. One water sport I would love to learn in the future is scuba diving. Scuba diving is a type of underwater diving in which divers use self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, or scuba, to breathe. In short, to get started with scuba diving, one typically needs to take a certification course to um to learn the basic skills and safety procedures the reason i want to learn scuba diving is because i'm fascinated by the underwater world and all the amazing marine life that exists there uh, i've also enjoyed swimming and being in the water and i think scuba diving would allow me to experience a whole new level of immersion in a marine environment 
I imagine that scuba diving might be a bit challenging to learn at first, as it involves mastering a variety of technical skills and safety procedures. However, I think that with proper training and practice, it could become quite easy and even enjoyable. I'm excited to learn about the prospect of scuba diving and being able to explore the depths of the ocean firsthand. And we have some topic-specific vocabulary. Generally, dear listener, it's fine. Okay? We can also ask him something like for more ideas. So to generate more ideas, what other water sports can I talk about? Water skiing. Yeah, there you go. You see? So for brainstorming ideas, dear listener, that's great. Because it gives us like scuba diving, surfing, water skiing, wakeboarding. And then you can ask him, okay, what is wakeboarding? Kite surfing, stand up, paddle boarding, or sup, that's my favorite one. Canoeing, kayaking, sailing, windsurfing, rafting, white water rafting. So for generating ideas, that's great. Okay. What about speaking part three? So we write, can you answer the following speaking question, giving reasons and examples? Give me one idea. What can factories do to reduce pollution? So, and now uh, the chat gives me only one idea. So, Rory, could you read it out? One idea for factories to reduce pollution is to implement stricter emissions control measures. By installing and maintaining effective air pollution control systems, factories can significantly reduce the release of harmful pollutants into the atmosphere. This can be achieved through the use of advanced technologies such as scrubbers, catalytic converters, and filters, which capture and treat pollutants before they are discharged. For example... A power plant can install flue gas desulfurization systems to remove sulfur dioxide emissions, leading to cleaner air and reduced environmental impact. That is a very lexically complex answer. That just means there's a lot of big words in there. And I would like to suggest that the phrase flue gas desulfurization system is not something that we could realistically expect somebody to talk about in an IELTS exam if, uh, unless they were an expert in this field. So there's a variety of grammatical structures and vocabulary that can be used here. However, I would steer clear of the more specialized terms that would only be used by an engineer in, um, I don't even know what that field would be called, um, in, in pollution reduction, I guess. So, dear listener, you see, so these are some of the ways of how you can use ChatGPT for IELTS. Be very careful do not trust everything that ChatGPT gives you. The first thing to remember is give the chat a personality. So IELTS speaking questions are personal. So first, give the chat a personality. Copy-paste from our list. The link is in the description. Secondly, the prompt that you write in the chat should be very specific. Tell the chat how many sentences to write what to do like it should be as specific as possible kind of give us one sentence or one idea so be super specific and uh, make sure kind of maybe you change the prompt real teachers are better but i'd say that uh, use chat gpt to generate ideas especially for tricky topics for example if the topic is agriculture architecture fashion just uh, type it in what are some of the popular opinions on fashion so what are the top three fashionable trends in clothes, for example? What are the opinions? Like, what is modern architecture? You see, so for generating ideas and also for generating topic-specific vocabulary, the chat is great. And remember to ask why, because you'll have to explain why in your exam. 
Thank you so much for listening, for watching. Please write in the comments. Uh, do you like the chats? Did you like any of the ideas? How do you use it? If you use it, right? And for your IELTS preparation. So let us know. It's uh, We're really interested in knowing what you do with the chat and share your prompts that you put in there for everyone kind of to know and for us to know. Thank you so much. Love and hugs. Bye. Bye.